Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Lane. So I'm Warren. I'm Brian. So I'm Art. So Art. you are. Art, can you are you ever gonna make it onto a podcast like in person? Probably not. It's over. He was uh, at Laguna Seca. What are you talking about? He was. It was. And he yeah. was with uh, Dieter. Dieter. With Dieter. Dieter. Patrick. That's funny. So I was I talked to Sebastian for like five minutes. At Sebastian Loeb. Sebastian Loeb. Uh, no, Sebastian, cool. good buddy of ours, has got the uh, E63 AMG wagon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with, uh, cool wheels. Yeah, he just uh, threw on some HRE or threw some HREs on just there. Threw them on. Um, he already had HREs. And so, What's that? He did. Oh yeah, he did. You're right. He changed them up. Swapped though. HREs for HREs. That's a cocky move. Cocky move. Uh, and and so and he's like, oh yeah. Did you guys have Deepak on the podcast recently? Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Wait, that's a hot chick, right? Is that the hot chick? No, no, that's no. not the hot chick. Okay, because there's a Chopra that's hot. And yeah, kind of it's, like it's my wife. the the chef, right? Or the anyways. That's not oh. Chopra. That's uh, what's her name? You're thinking Oprah. That was married to the writer. Oprah. Fuck. All right. Top show. Move on. Art. This is really terrible. Back in the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the story is lame. Basically, you guys were <laughs> saying Dieter Heinz, but um, so Sebastian is German. So when I told him that, you know, the HG Motorsports guy was like, he's like, oh, yeah, Dita. Like, you, you know, he's he pronounced it. He pronounced it Dita. That was story. a hilarious story. That was a story. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to start this well, podcast uh, off a little better than that. So wait, <laughs> what was everyone's what was everyone's high school rally song? So that was Warren. Warren's was ACDC. Not. No, that was my junior high school rally. Okay, what was your jam? Like when you were going on a drive jam. at midnight in your Mark II GTI, what would you put on the stereo? It totally depending on what. The sweet sounds of that like, four-cylinder V8. I had like the 400-page CD book. I had two of them in my car. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> it depends on how the evening felt. Right, exactly. And what was, you know, popular at the time. Pick yep. one. Um. I don't know. I really don't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't pick one. Um, okay, Pearl Jam, Rear View Mirror. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Lane? Mine? Uh, Some punk. Top, Some off, punk. No, off the top of my head, it's kind of punk, but kind of lame, but yes. kind of awesome. Yes. Sugar Ray. Oh, God. Uh, check it out. Lame, check it out. Dude. No. Lame. First album. Doesn't matter. Mean check Machine. It out, check it out. Oh, no, no, no. I think Lane's actually mean cool, machine. actually. Mean yeah. Machine. But Daddy said, son, you're going to chop me to drinking. It was yeah. like it was like before. Yeah, it was like a, before they got all poppy. So the way I heard it, it was on a skate, uh, surf movie, I think, that oh, Shane, okay. we had, Shane had back in the day. Yeah. And, Are you sure uh, it wasn't every morning she's a Well, that too. On my bed, <laughs> a bed toast on my bed. <laughs> That's definitely not a good song to drive to, though. No, Me Machine. It gets you, it gets you pumped when you're driving. I, got, yeah, I can't yeah. even picture it. So it must have been on the album. So you own the album? Yeah. The oh, the first. Fuck, I everything. bought it because of that song. Like, we bought it because we heard that song on a skate video or a surf video. Bought that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's. It's rocking. By the dude. way, that's still a really good way to find music is surf and yeah. mainly surf videos. Is it still a good way? It is. Yeah. There'll yeah. be songs like JT watches yeah. the and I'm like, oh, that's good. Like that type of stuff? No, like everything. They have like punk, rap, like all everything on yeah. those on those videos. Uh, Art, so besides Square Pusher, what's yours? Uh, well, high school, uh, high school. Uh, yeah, dude. I remember the homework, uh, Daft Punk's homework album, particularly rolling and scratching. That was a song I love to drive to. Oh, that, I remember that one it goes rolling and scratching. 
Not at all. Plans, no. That's not. That's not right. It's like rolling with the homies. It's kind of like rolling. With, no, it's it's a, some housey kind of euro bullshit. Uh, but I, th- I actually still really like that album, by the way. Hmm. That Dead. punk's homework. That's a good story. Art, uh, Brian, do you have anything? Uh, the Outcast album, AT Aliens. Yeah. Uh, that was Wheels really of good. Steel. Yeah, yeah Wheels, Wheels of Steel. Is gonna be the but one that, that wasn't like rallying. That was just cruising down the street. Well, I was in the that was every song yeah. Rally Edition that was better on the main roads, you know? But yeah. it had a bump and stereo system with the Kenwood and the house speakers, house speakers, speakers. in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fire waiting to happen. With the extended uh, length of uh, speaker cables so I could put them in the back if I wanted. Like running through your interior? Yeah, so... Like uh, sitting on the back seat? Well, it was kind of like rolled up on the back, yeah. So then I could uh, detach the speakers, put them in the bed of the truck if we wanted to party. It was pretty sweet. I remember using uh, Max Doomster's property. That was the only time I ever used it, actually. (laughs) I was there. But I was ready, yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um, Well, I think we should talk a little bit about our past weekend. Even though we podcasted from Laguna Seca, there's plenty that we did not get to. I'm listening to podcasting again now on my commute. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I just listened to that episode. Dude, I was so bummed that the audio didn't come through at the beginning. What? The uh, car audio. Did you hear it or no? Oh, did you do a little bumper? You yeah, mean at, at the, the end? No, at the beginning too. See, so oh, you noticed how there was a no, pause? Yeah. It was like too quiet or something and it was too quiet at the end as well. I like, know. I think that I, you know, uh, I was literally just listening to that and I, yeah. I think at the time I was, I, I almost mentioned that we should put it up against the fence. Like, no, but closer. that's the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't too quiet. I just needed to turn it up and post. Like, oh. cause if I turned it up, it was, it was like, it was uh, peaking, so I put it so it wouldn't peak, right? Oh. So the recording was good enough. It was just low, so I needed to bump it all up, oh. and I didn't bump it up enough. So my Next bad. Time. Bump it up. Um, I know. And I literally recorded that thing like the second I got home from from Laguna because I had to. And I put it up right, like I put it up like within like three hours after recording. Yeah, because Brad listened to it on his way home. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, so Brad's actually uh, project update. Brad is picking up my hood in Lodi for me. Whoa. And bringing it down to Monterey this weekend. No what a way. What a guy. Yeah, super That's sweet. Rad. And it, it, I'm interested to see how he fits it in the Boxster. Uh, so he's taking the Mazda 3 oh. and he's strapping it onto the roof with pool noodles underneath because he doesn't have a rack. Nice. Pool noodles. That sounds sketchy, When you first man. said that, I was like, what the fuck is that going to tie down? <laughs> pool noodles are not going to hold, Lane. Pool noodles and some ratchets. Yeah. Dude, he's like, he's totally... You know, he offered, and I was like, are you sure, dude? Because that's, like, yeah, it's definitely that's cool. a thing, you He's know? building good car karma. Yeah. Brian's yeah. all about good so car karma. So I guess karma. he's he's going up five and then crossing over. Is that why? Five to the 80 to the 205, then <laughs> yeah. back to the 680. I have no yeah. idea. I don't even know where the load I is, dude. I think it's up by, like, Sacramento or something. It's, it's like, straight east from San Francisco, really. Yeah. Yeah, South yeah so that's totally within range. Modesto? Molesto? No. That's, that sure is nice. Yeah. So. Stick, stickers for Brad. So, by the way, yeah, I didn't really, uh, we didn't talk about Brad much, but he's taking pictures for a bunch of different uh, websites, blogs. Hey, he's right? kind of a big deal. He was like, hand, he yeah. is scheduled to hand out an award at some of Yeah, at Works Reunion. Or at Works, yeah, Works yeah. Reunion on That's Friday. Their Best in Show award for flat sixes or what? Yeah, because and, he's, um, whatever, an editor for flat sixes or yeah. a, a writer, you yeah. know. Um, and, uh, 
he was had full media pass at Laguna and was taking some pictures. I got to say, Brad, if you're listening to this, your Instagram's a little disappointing for a photographer. Oh, well, you got to pay to see those photos. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> That's actually of... really common, though. Like, I've noticed a lot of photographers, like professional photographers, only post iPhone photos on their actu- on their Instagram feed, and then all their really rad shit is, like, reserved for their articles. That's not true, though. There's tons of good photographers on Instagram. That yeah, post but it kind of does pictures. make sense, you know? Look so. at all, like, a lot of this. Uh, is, I'm just thinking, like, speed hunters in particular. Oh, maybe like, automotive. Well, iPhone yeah. pictures aren't always bad, either. I mean, no, they're, no, no, pre- yeah, they're usually sure. pretty good for a little, for an iPhone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, or yeah. they're actually iPhone pictures are good to view on an iPhone a lot of times. Because you like punch them up and do stuff differently than you would on a normal picture right. a lot of times. Yep. So it's a, it's a little different thing. And speaking but, of Instagram, I hope our listeners slash followers are not like just sick of <laughs> historic race car pictures and dude, that's what they it. sign up for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I it's I'm part of the contract. I'm ready to in and I'm ready to just flood them. Seriously, mm-hmm. like it, it's just like the way you know this is the weekend. I mean, they're yeah. gonna get tons like, of rad shit uh, yeah. when we try to worry about like not double posting during yeah. the regular I think week. That like goes all, it all is out the window. It's yeah. all out the window. It's like SEMA this week. Like there's mm-hmm. di- there's certain no holds barred as they yeah. said in wrestling back in the eighties. Yeah. Is, is that a cage match? Hell yeah, yeah. There's, you can use any hold that you want. <laughs> That's true. No holds. Um, I don't think we're too worried because we've we've had like a hundred new followers every day for the last. Yeah, they seem to like, like it, Warren. Okay, week. The so, proof so is in the pudding. I'm just Lane, conscious of was, it. Was that? Were you the only one that went to uh, Concours on the Avenue today? I was. Sweet. That well, shirt Amelie is. went with me. My daughter. Oh, Let's hear it. Let's hear about it. So, I woke up this morning. No. no. So, Amelie and I cruised in the uh, beat-up Funny 44. Story. Funny yeah. story, What's actually. What's a funny story? I don't know. You should oh. just preface every story funny with that. Story. <laughs> no, so we cruised down there. at. Uh, we got there at, like, I want to say it was, like, 9.30, like, 9.45. Right Kind of late. Right before it started. It starts at 10. So, so foggy? Not really late. Uh, so, a lot of the cars were still coming. They were actually still coming on to the avenue, actually. That's a late start for a car show. Yeah. Um, and we, we just cruised around. Uh, I only saw one person we knew. And, uh, oh, I saw Jeff Swart, too. He was giving people high fives as they drove by. You kind of know him. Oh, yeah. We're best buds. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were checking out everything. There was all those, like, Porsche race cars that were at Laguna last weekend, like that blue one with the red pinstripes and the I green like and one. gold one. The that, blue one, that dark really blue cool. one with yeah. the red pinstripes yeah. all around it. What about really the cool. white one so with red. the red stripe on the front? That one was there. That like, R that. with the yeah. yeah, that one's beautiful. That's like my favorite Serious one. I think. Cars, some cool 356s. There was a lot of um, there was a few you know 60s Corvettes, 50s, 60s Corvettes. Um, there's always some weird stuff, like some cool little random stuff, like the. Myers Manx, Citron Citron Du Chavot. There was a weird little thing. Now I'm totally drawing a blank, but it was this little like mini moke, but not a mini moke thing. Um, little four by four raised. It almost looks like a like a cozy coupe, but for real humans. <laughs> and there was. I don't know. You know, there's everything. There's yeah. Ferraris. There's a little barn find section. And there's it's like, totally, it's way more casual than most car shows. Oh, yeah. so. I mean, it's a concourse. So there's the judges walking around in their blue suits with their little hats on. But, uh, <laughs> it was, it's packed too. Like, free. If it's totally free. That's the thing. It's just open to the public and you have to find parking in Carmel, which is 
you know, every house there is well the over ass. well over a million dollars, and a lot of the streets are no parking. It's a pain in the ass when it's not a car show. Yeah. When you're just going for exactly. dinner. When you go to dinner there, it's like, yeah. fuck. You're like, i got to park two blocks away. Three. Yeah. And then in this case, you have to park ten blocks away. Yep. Hey, side note, uh, for Halloween, can we all dress up as concourse judges? Yes. Dude, sweet. I love that. And just judge people. We just look like a acapella group or something. We would. Uh, we'd barbershop have quartet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, yeah it was super on. cool. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a great, it's a great event to go to. It's like a r- really good cars and coffee, like a curated cars and coffee, basically. And like a killer location because it's spread out throughout like the whole main drag and, and like all the fingers off of the main drag. That's awesome. Nice. So, so is it on you, Ocean Avenue there? It is. Like on, oh, sweet. How do you get an invite to this or how does that work? Do you know? Well, it's a concour. Yeah. How does that work? Does so anybody know? Enter, you apply. Yeah. yeah, but you have to be. You're, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone here is Concor ready. You don't. Well, I know, of course our cars aren't. But I'm just kind of well, curious about how it works. Close the one ninety. Yeah, the Mercedes-Benz Classic guys were all over it. So yeah, yeah, I think you just apply and they let you in. I mean, yeah. it's if your car. I don't know. I've just I've never like. Yeah, I'm sure they have some like that criteria, where, and you you pay the entry fee, and they say yes, and yeah, yeah. and they probably only want so many. They're not going to let like. Um, they're not going to let a hundred whatever random car, you know, this car yeah. in, but they'll let a few. There was some cool 928s, uh, stood out. So there some was... post, post smog cars like that, 928s. Yeah, there's 928s, 924 career GTs. Um, not a lot of modern stuff though, right? A lot of 80s, 911s, stuff like that. Okay. So, really, so, a lot yeah. of eighties, nine elevens. Yeah, like a couple turbos. You should submit your nine forty four. Oh yeah, I'm all about concourse judging and my beat up nine forty four. Wait, that's a nine six four. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, so Lane, you posted a, I believe, a real Carrera RS, that orange one. Oh, that was not real. Not real. Okay. No. For sale, how much they want? Dude, for it? it was. It's a. It. I mean, it. It can't be real, right? Uh. I, I guess it, it could be. in Monterey, yeah. But it was just on one of the side streets, and it was for sale. I don't think it was real. I think it was just oh, a really they, well. What was the price? They didn't, they didn't know a price, but oh, I see. I, my my thought is that it's just a really well built car, like a like one of those ST clone, you know, like a RS yeah. clone kind of thing. Yeah, that's not a car you sell on the street. No, that's an auction. Did car. you measure the, the the thickness of the glass? You would have been able. No, to I didn't. I could have told. <laughs> oh, do they have thin glass? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was a really cool car, and it had, like, a houndstooth interior. It was, like, just really dialed in. Really nice. good-looking car. And then across from that was Jeff Swart's car, which I, I posted. Yep. His little 53, 356. And then that uh, behind that RS was that Mangusta that we saw at the races. So good. I got a picture of that, but it was from a moving golf cart. So yeah. It's it's okay. It wasn't blurry or anything, but it wasn't the best, like, you know, shot that car is super cool. So rad. And that guy was just standing next to his car and everyone was coming over and then he was talking to people about it when they were looking at it. That's cool. Where did you guys see the Mangusta? It was in the dirt up towards the corkscrew in the parking lot there. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I got a picture of it in the lot too. I haven't posted it yet. Oh, well, fine. I've always seen that car. Hey, who took the picture (laughs) of that, uh, that early, um, nine, six, four, or what was it? Was it just a 911 with a weird air intake and the uh, the one that Rod Emery commented on? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Art. Yeah. The 64 yeah, 911. Yeah, where was yeah. that? It was in the race at the track. Oh. It was just, like, idling in the paddock, and, like, Lane and I walked up, and, like, there were... 
some people were kind of like talking and they looked busy and they were doing some other shit. So we didn't really interact was with them, but we were like tripping out on them. Yeah. Like, okay. Cause really it was bad. with that car that, um, Brad took the picture of that nine, I don't even know what model Porsche, the open cockpit with the, with the red bullseye kind of on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was that guy's driver. Oh, oh. it was parked so next to in, it, that, huh? in the pits. Yeah. Yeah. No, that thing, the, it was a 64 and like Rod, they were saying it had this like crazy early, cause we were looking at that thing, the, the, the intake. Yeah. And it's like welded aluminum and like very hand done kind of. Yeah. Really cool looking. It was very cool. And uh, I got some video of it running and stuff. Oh, cool. I mean, it's super smooth. It seemed like a good car, but, and yeah, the interior was... is really cool too. It was all kind of just, it was just weathered, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally patinaed out, like throughout, right? Like the entire car looked original. Yeah. I can't even imagine how, what, what do you think, 350 for that, something like that? It's like the, one of the first Probably. ones made, all original. Dude, good, I, I mean, I have no of, idea how to evaluate a car like that. So it's yeah. the first 911? Yeah, yeah, it's a 901 or 90. Yeah, it's, and it was what, a nine? Somebody said it was one of 100 or something. Or it was yeah. 160th made. Yeah, sorry, 160th made. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Which sounds pretty early. <laughs> I don't know legit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it had like period license plate. Uh, it said 1964 on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, 64 or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, dude. Mm. So um, many good pictures on the Insta. It's just flooded. Yeah. Um, so what was your best in show at uh, Carmel? Why do you ask me this stuff, Warren? Because I want to know. Oh, God. I don't even know. I'll go. The go. 250 GTO with a... Uh, blue one. Oh, that was yellow yours. Stripes. Wasn't that Concurso? Yeah, the oh, part. Concurso. I'm sorry. I just wanted to participate. <laughs> um, did I just call it Concurso? Yeah, you, <laughs> you did. I concur. Um, okay, so best in show at Laguna. I guess you could try that. That's a fucking hard question. Uh, oh, I have a question about the historic races. Do the cars participating have to have been raced in period? Or can you have a I car that is then built to the specs that one would have been i can answer a little bit okay. so i hit up the guys i don't know for rolex this is like the cream of the crop you know like i don't know i don't know yeah. how they do it it's probably more strict but i did hit up even uh the people who do the uh i'm gonna forget the name of the run group but um they run at sonoma they do the historic races up there every year and i was curious about like a uh, you know the rules for builds. Your Devon body for the car? no, just for the '56 Chevy. Like if I built it in NASCAR form from back in the day, like would they let me race? And they said not really. Like uh, it's supposed to be a chassis with history from you know racing right. back in the day. That's what I'm almost positive. The Rolex is yeah old race cars. Yeah, you can't just. Find a 2002, build it up, and be like, hey, I'm going to yeah. come to Laguna Seca. No, when weekend. you say it out loud, it seems ridiculous that we'd even think, <laughs> think that that was a possibility. I think the only way that works is if you have a 250 GTO that never raced and you decide that you're going to race it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something of like great significance, yeah. like like a car like that. Sure. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make a pre-war Bugatti yeah, or something. Yeah, they made a, a race car out of it. Right. But on the later, uh, at the same time, it could be that they wouldn't even allow something like that. Like I, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Um. So let's. I see. definitely think they're a little more lenient towards the celebrated mark, where they might let some BMWs in that 
wouldn't be let in normal years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although it's, everything that we saw... Like an E46, for example. Well, that E46 was a factory race car. I realize that, but they're not yeah. going to let that thing in next year. Probably not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm just saying stuff like that. Like yeah. The other thing is it might be a gray area, too. Like, sometimes the race history isn't easy to come by, you know, so... There's some cars that it's like, oh, it looks like the period type of cage, and, you know, maybe you're good. Wait, so the E46, why not? Was it, is it just too modern? or Yeah, yeah, too modern. Hmm. It was a very historic car. I mean, it had great drivers on the side of it. Yeah, I just don't see any cars in the 2000s running. Yeah. I don't see any 2000s 996s that raced or anything, you know? Yeah. So it's just like not that one of those things. It's just because BMW is the, the mark this year. So, right. I mean, maybe. And if Porsche was, it could, you could exactly. see Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying I think there's some gray area for the, like, there might be some of those BMWs might not be let in on a different year. Right. Oh, did you see the comment? So I posted a picture of that 2000 CS, yes. the silver one going through the corkscrew. Which was so yeah. slow, Which, by the that way. That car was, but was it, I mean, it was yeah, so it was slow. Back of the pack every race. But I wonder if you were in it, if it would be that slow of a car. I oh, bet no, it's no, like, no, it's no. a race car, right? I, I don't blame the car. I, yeah. I bet the driver was just having. I bet the car was pretty slow as well. Yeah. But yeah. compared to the rest of the field, but I wonder if the. You know, I bet it's a fun car to oh, drive totally. and everything. No, no, no. I mean... And yeah. it's a way older car than those other... A lot of times these groups don't really make sense for some cars. Well, they can't have it totally just the direct competition. It has to be yeah. kind of that... And yeah. there is no direct competition probably for that. You'd be yeah. in like a, a group that was like, I don't know, way earlier cars or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it'd be like oh, two be cars. Like, like 2002s, right? Yeah, yeah. So you posted a picture of it. But anyways, I posted a picture of it and this one guy writes... Like, that's a disgrace. That's awful that this thing is racing. It should be in a museum. Oh, what? Doesn't quite get it. Nope. Doesn't get it. (laughs) It's the opposite of, like, everything, like, most people stand for, you know? Or, you know, like, most of uh, the old car community, like, people that like old cars preach and and love about these. He needs to follow an account called Garaging While Awesome. It's a totally different thing. I mean, it was so cool that that thing was raced yeah. with that aluminum front air dam and just like... Yeah, not just that. It was There was how many E9s, and that was the only one of yep. the early CS. Yeah. So it's, it so, would probably be interesting to get the full story on that car. Like, what, yeah. what was the deal back in the day? Like, I actually found it. Um, I went and looked it up. Remember I asked who took that picture uh, last night? And like, and, and that ended up in like this whole fucking like black hole of me going online and searching for 2000 CS race cars and whether, you know, cause they claim that it's an Alpina race car. And so I went and found it and it was actually listed on BAT in 2014. Oh. Um, and, uh, and the car sold for what most people, uh, it was on eBay actually for like 48 grand buy it now. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but it does have some history, uh, you know, but it, it was a recent restoration, though, so it's not actually running as it did back then. Uh, so they they have done a bunch of work to it, but you know, I mean, I don't want to go into details, but it's it, it was actually you know originally a race car that was then revamped and is now racing again. But um, yeah, it went up two for sale two years ago for like forty eight k. I do have to say that the wheels on that thing I thought were terrible. I didn't see it at rest, so I don't know what it looked like. I don't remember what the wheels I saw it were. in the pits, and they were just kind of, like, small, and, like, they actually looked more like an 80s set of wheels. Shoot, now I want to look, because I remember liking the whole car in general. 
Yeah, and you're uh, talking about I, the one, yeah, the 2000 with the, the silver with the, one, with the silver one with Covered the orange headlights. stripes on the yeah, the funky yeah. front end, you know, the yeah, old ones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like in street trim, they always had the uh, the fender mounted mirrors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of weird looking compared, you know, compared to the later 2800s and 3.0s. It's got to be so, just a, oh, sorry, Art, go for it. Uh, yeah, and I was just going to mention, I mean, you guys were talking about the performance, or I mean, I guess it appeared very slow, but the car actually, um, I remember I was reading last night, it had a weird, like, drivetrain setup, but it was like the like a Toyota final drive and like all this weird trippy shit. But um, ultimately, though, it was a uh, built M10 that produced 200 horsepower, which is pretty solid for that car. I mean, I can't imagine it weighing more than like 2,500 pounds. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just talking about the performance again, you know, it seems yeah. like it's not bad. It could totally come down to the driver. Just Yeah, yeah. it could have been. He was just learning, taking his time. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. Just cruising like he wasn't really racing. Like, how about that e the uh, E twenty four John player player special? That guy that that car was super slow as well. Yep. But it was up against kind of gnarly competition. It was up against cars that were way out of its class. So gnarly. so you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't fault it there. It was up against like nine thirty fives and yeah no, and the uh, Batmobiles. That same class was running another uh, six series or no, it was a CSL rally car with rally suspension and brush guards and stuff on Laguna Seca. Yeah. And it did, did that not thing look fast. Was super cool. Yeah. It was really cool, but what didn't look fast. Imagine that a CSL rally car. So, so cool. Um, I was going to say that there was a, uh, it was funny watching some of the run groups where there's a, like a two fifty Ferrari versus a nine eleven or even like even something lesser, like an alpha or something. And you have yeah. this, $10 million car that, you know, is super valuable and probably more easy to break. And then these guys are 911s, like just romping on them and probably having more fun. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it's just kind of funny. You watch this, these guys out there. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I enjoyed looking at the different run groups and seeing like the Ford Mustangs and it's like, that's kind of a cheap entry into this whole thing. And totally. if you cheap break entry. anything, Although, like, uh, historically whatever. historically important, Mustang's probably pretty expensive because there's a lot but of all that, like them. I mean, but like the 80s Fox look for, Body ones are still like, oh, well, relatively yeah. pretty cheap, and those were really I, cool. I mean, I mean, like the mid-60s ones. Oh, like, these are bank. Yeah. Uh, well, so no, I, they had they had they weren't all fastbacks. Like they had sedans out there, I, or I mean, or you know, two doors. Yeah, sedans. It doesn't. It doesn't I mean, <laughs> they're uh, not that bank, dude. Oh uh, well, so uh, for one with history. Though? So I just listened. Well, to, I mean, there's uh, got to be a lot with history, right? So yeah. I just listened to RM Auctions. The guy, the it was on like Corolla, like uh, Carcass or something, yeah. and he was saying like the the those mustangs and stuff with with history you know there's a bunch for sale this year like a donahue car and all these other they're like 1.2 1.3 mil yeah. so i don't know that's bank to me I well think. no that's bank absolutely yeah. but mark donahue is like but that was a lot of the biggest names ever that's a lot of those cars out there were donahue cars like, but go look at all the pictures they're like Don, they're all big names like then when you look at those cars yeah those you are can all be right those, yeah most of them are big dollar like the, they're notable race cars that's this, why they let this is the monterey historic this is not like this is i wonder what the minimum is though to get in you know like i you could, could find a period one yeah. that was raced by mark's stepbrother who didn't have a Mark fancy name? Spitz. <laughs> um, didn't have a fancy name. Like yeah. uh, some of those cars, there's MG race cars and uh, the Alphas mm -hmm. and uh, what else? That I was 2002s. Yeah, I think if you found one 
that had some historical race history, you could get into it pretty cheap, like forty eight grand for that CS. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably the price of entry, which is pretty awesome. How rad is that? Because he's out there with cars that are worth yeah. ten times. You get to like. have that full experience, totally, without yeah, the pits. stress of having like yep. a high paying job and <laughs> you know a full pit crew to manage. Life. You just have the <laughs> yeah. stress about taking out a, a forty million dollar. And that's by the way, back yeah. of the pack, dude. I heard an argument. I was passing by, taking pictures, you know, in the pits, and there were some like fancy looking dudes, you know, with like <laughs> straight white hair and super tan faces. Having this like pretty heated argument, you know they had nice jackets on and everything, not like fancy jackets, but like expensive looking sport jackets. Uh huh. Um, and uh, he's like, you know, one guy's grumbling. He's like, yeah, these fucking guys, they come in and it's like their car's worth, uh, you know, sixty grand or whatever, and then you know you're on my ass and I got this friggin' million dollar car. All right, well it's called racing, but. I know, I mean, it's just funny thing, to see is, that. I mean, like, yeah. if you were to get into the actual, like, behind the scenes, like, with these dudes, it'd be kind of interesting to see. I'm sure that, like, if you go to a NASA track weekend, there's, like, all these little arguments and little clicks and, like, you know, different people, different attitudes. Same shit at this, at this race, you know? Like, we just look at it, we're like, oh, my God, all these cars. But then the people in it are, there's, like, the full spectrum of attitudes, I'm sure. For sure. No, I, I was surprised how good the like the Fox Body Mustang sounded. You're talking about the look kind of cool IMSA, too, like Trans Am mm-hmm. kind of one. So rad. Yeah, yeah. White. Body. I only saw one that that white one, right? Uh, there's a couple. White was a couple red. Or something. Yeah. There's a white and blue one. Yeah, those um, things are fucking awesome. Yeah, they, yeah. The, like Ford Racing V8s. They're uh, like yeah. you know 8300 RPM red. Yeah, line. they like, sounded so good. Like it sounded so good at the top of the hill, like winding out, going to the corkscrew. It's pretty pretty rad. That run group yeah. was rad. Have you heard a uh, um so I know uh, Warren's like autocross a ton. So like have you heard the Meyer uh guys out there, uh Warren? Yeah. Like, those uh, cars sound amazing times. too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they're geared like pretty aggressively, but they have those super high revving like V eights. Oh man, they're crazy. And yeah, they have all the like insane clutch and gnarly suspension and yeah, they're no joke. I mean, yeah, they're hardly a fox body at that point. But right, I mean, right. It's, it's, but they're, they do, they do, um, you know, they have a lot of potential. I mean, if you're going to want a, a fox body, that's kind of the goal, right? That's, yep. That's, uh, you, you know. know what car I really wanted to see out there? Um, is I used to watch these races in period. Um, the, the old, uh, Toyota Celica, like the old IMSA Toyota Celica. Have there you was, seen yeah. that? The turbo? Yeah, there was that one there. There was a wide body oh, I, Celica. Was it driving? Or yeah. I didn't see it. It was uh, in, uh, Canepa's pits. Oh, okay, because I've seen it at Canepa, but I actually, like, you know, I, I you, you can find races, like period races on YouTube, and that car was up against, like, all the Fox bodies of the era, and it was extremely dominant. You know, it was a little four-cylinder turbo, but the thing was insanely powerful, and it was all-wheel drive, and um, I don't know if you've seen the car up close, too. It's barely a fucking Celica under there. It's tubular frame yeah. on, like, Just carbon like Kevlar and, like, Inconel, like, all this, like, all these, like, super exotic materials. Like, um, Toyota really threw a lot of money at that car. Just like the, the Mustang's time. barely a Mustang, right? Exactly. Right, right. Like, but, did, you I mean, see, did you guys see that um, Corvette uh, race chassis at Canepa in the back room? Last weekend, yeah, it was no. like it was painted silver. Oh, it was yeah, just a like, chassis, and you're like, "What the fuck is this thing?" It has huge wheels, and it's just this chassis. And then you look, and it has a Corvette C3 window frame. That's uh, just the is. window frame, like welded onto the to the you know to this tube yeah. frame. Yeah, most of those cars after the 250 GTO essentially turned into that. Yeah, you know, it was these kind of looks like the car, but 
isn't really. <laughs> it just has body panels on it that like yeah, kind of are the same but different proportions and yeah. stuff. And then now you you get acid dipped so they're super light. You come to uh, modern day NASCAR where a uh, 800 horsepower Toyota Camry is racing a 800 horsepower. I don't even know what the other cars are. And the only difference is the stickers uh, for the Malibu? Lumina for the headlights. Lumina, yeah, it's the Lumina lane. <laughs> Do they not make that anymore? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kind of disappointed that uh, the pre-war stuff wasn't out this early weekend like it was last year. Oh, I know, yeah. right? Our Bugatti guy wasn't there. The Bugatti yeah, guy, right. Um, some yeah. of the stuff wasn't really set up as last year, I felt. Yeah, the you're BMW right. The BMW tent was just slowly going in. Yeah. And last year they had that auction booth already all set up. Oh, yeah. Last year was all Me- Meekums or whatever. Yeah. Or, or yeah, no, RM? RM or Bonhams or something. Yeah. But anyways, just Bonhams. felt a little less uh, together. It was definitely, there was definitely, I would say, like 70% as many cars. Yep. Really? You think? Yeah. I, I think thought so the too. pits were pretty sparse last year but no dude and, and last year and the year before they had the the auction tent and like that gto was there the year before yep at this this weekend our Bugatti the guy was there and there's a bunch of old gold yeah. wings and some other interesting stuff so i don't know if it just wasn't quite as popular of a weekend but uh, i mean the racing was still full and going strong yeah very cool um so what else i don't know uh, any project updates Past two days, um, uh, yeah, I guess so, huh? I I think either my power steering pump is going out in my ether. Oh, because you put that stuff in, yeah, and it's just back to whining and stuff. I'm gonna try to flush the fluid and and see if it'll come back, but I wouldn't be surprised. I've never replaced it, so it's probably very old. Yeah, what is power steering pump? Original. I don't know, dude. I you can delete that shit. Yes, I it's know. not bad, man. I had a. I have cars without power steering, but it's not that nice. It's a pain in the ass, especially when you're one-handing it and stuff. Like it's especially, I mean, a car that heavy, you know? Yeah. Like Brian's smirking and sh- fucking. I'm not smirking. I'm kind of frowning and I'm like shrugging my shoulders. That's a smirk. That's the definition. No, a smirk is with your uh, mouth turned up a little I bit. I feel like, like it's half smile, kind of a, dude. I feel like there's yeah. like a weight where you know, you, like a 914 is acceptable without power steering. My, when you get up to GTI, like when you get up to like three thousand pounds, right around that point, you get kind of you're like, I'd really like power steering in this. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're getting pretty old, Warren. Better to keep that power steering. You're right. Yeah, I agree now. <laughs> That's a smirk. <laughs> now I'm smirking. Uh, Dude, smirking. You, should, you should just take your carpet out. I know. <laughs> Rip that shit out. Uh, I think Art, Art, you have a project update? I think you do. Uh, yeah, someone uh, fucking ran into the rear of the E34 M5 or Dude. flung a door open or I don't know what the fuck just it is. You're going to have to replace every body panel pretty soon. And by the way, I, w- I want an update too. Like the hood got fucked up, right? And I don't know the if I ever heard like up. an update. There. Oh, yeah. Are you going like, to, are, are you able to dent pro that? So, yeah, so we'll get to the hood in a second. So, uh, but I did discover this weird little weird scratch and ding in the, in the rear I showed you guys. Uh, and so it's really bizarre. It looked like, I don't understand how it happened, but it like totally fucking chipped the paint. And then it like, like, someone like ran a shopping cart into it. But it left like a bunch of white paint on it. Like it's like chip. And then like, I think it must be another car. I think like if somebody threw their door open and like just fucking slammed into it. But I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, it's not. No dent, at least it, it is. It is, um, you know, just paint chips, but nothing not a little fun. sharp. You won't fix. 
probably hit it up with some Sharpie. Oh, I did um, hit up my, my front air dam with Sharpie. Oh, nice. Yeah, it looks nice. so good. How about yeah. that purple tin? <laughs> so nice. <laughs> it's yeah, only good I'm, for like eight hours. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm not that chintzy. I mean, I'll, I'll do like some, uh, you know, like Tommy uh, uh, gloss paint or whatever, oh. you know, like a little tiny container. Just no, get, some, uh, get some touch up from BMW. For sure, yeah. And I'll, I'll give it a little sanding and whatever. But uh, yeah, so the, the bump, uh, the little protrusion on the hood. So I went and, um, and, uh, I put, uh, I, I have like, um, a, a pretty wide metal crowbar. Uh, that's it's like what? How is a crowbar going to factor into this Check repair? This out, and you just hit it really hard. And I <laughs> so banged it. No, dude, so, uh, so you know, I grew film up, this you know, shit, Art. Uh, I want to see you miss that. <laughs> so I grew up, you know, at a body shop slash. Uh, I mean, at I know I, I literally grew up inside of the fucking body shop. No, I grew up like around a body shop and detail shop. So I used to see how the shit was done. So like I I put the um the, the flat portion of the crowbar up against the inside of the hood. And then I tapped the outside, uh, the protrusion on the hood with like, um, a very, uh, one of my smallest little hammers and I tapped the, um, a protrusion, you know, I wrapped it with a, with a cloth. If you say and, protrusion um, one more fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the bump, uh, the, whatever you want to call it. I tapped it and a few times. We can call and it I got a dent. It to be, we can call it, but it's not a dent though. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, it's dented it's, from the inside. Dented from the inside. It's kind right? of a harsh dent though. I yeah, that's still I mean, dent. for me, like uh, by definition, a dent is something that goes inwards. It does go inward exterior. from the if you look at it from the inside. <laughs> but you're never looking at it. From but the you you dented your head. That's Lane, what happened. It's a protrusion. It, you a fucked protrusion. it up. You didn't protrude your you head. Hit, you hit on the fucked up part. I hit on the fucked up part, and I got it to be sort of flattish, and it, it's not it's not good, dude. So ultimately, though, like <laughs> because it it, it it kind of like because there it's not super clean, like you know yeah. when when it hit it, it kind of crinkled the metal around it. It did some funky shit. So um, I actually started looking around for hoods, and there is there are two E thirty four M I'm sorry E thirty four uh, five series like in the junkyards around here and, uh, that are black. And I actually haven't gone out to the yard yet to look at the hood, but you know, pick and pull a hood is 50 bucks. And if the paint's in good shape, I'll just slap that on there. Yeah. But don't you um, think it's probably not likely it's in good shape? It's going to be hard to find in the right shape. I'll first. tell you what. No, you take it down to Magnus's yard. He'll pop in some, uh, vent holes. Oh yeah. no, Brian's yard. Yeah. I Can mean, I'll do it too. I, I'll louver it just in me. that one spot for you. Yeah, just like on take one care side, like do three, like right above it too. Like on, it's kind of offset. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I if I do repair it, I have to spray the hood. So I guess that's another option. Um, it, ideally, though, um, or you can put like a sticker over it. Bin. Yeah, or put a sticker, put a DWA sticker on it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Coastal Range Rally sticker. Yeah. It'll cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I do need to check. Actually, I haven't looked to see if there's a VIN on this hood. If there's a VIN on it, I'm definitely repairing it and respraying there's it. No there's no VIN on the hood. Is no it a, is it a, maybe there is, too. No. Yeah. There were VINs They're on, on the fenders. 30 M3s. Uh, yeah, my fenders. E30 M3 had VINs on, on every single panel, including yeah. the hood. Yeah, but really? I'm check this one. Yeah. Um, is there a, is it aluminum on the M5, though? No, they didn't do anything crazy like that. Good question. I don't think so. I don't so. know. Hmm. You'd probably be able to tell by the protrusion. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. But I'm just surprised that it fucking made a protrusion. Holy shit! I mean, that that thing was moving really fast. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, true. It's actually, because that's pretty thick metal on there. No shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, what happened but with that, you? Were going to bring the M5 down to Laguna Seca, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's another little update. So um, I was supposed to bring the M5 down, and then uh, I was driving around town, and I started hearing this little click. And uh, I couldn't figure out if it was, like, from my wheels or, like, you know, where the hell it was coming from. And um, I noticed that it was it was speed-dependent, not RPM-dependent. Um, you know, I rev in neutral, nothing would happen. But if I was, you know, as I would accelerate, you know, I would hear this little tick go get, you know, faster and faster. And then um, I looked underneath, and I, I had a suspicion that maybe it was coming from the Guibo. And sure enough, the fucking two of the bolts on the Guibo backed out a little bit mm. and were fucking ticking around. And so I didn't put any thread locker on there, which I guess I should have done. Um, I just torqued it down to spec. And uh, But Brian mentioned that I need to use, like, those nylon or nylocks. Nylocks. But I didn't. They weren't on there. What's Dude, nylon? It's, it's where it's got the little uh, nylon insert. Oh, just like an aircraft nut. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. like, I tweaked out on that stuff on, on my Beamers. I would, like, there's only a few places where you could get them. Like, you'd have to order them, uh, or I would go to, what's the place that was next to the DMV clinic? Uh, Nate Smith. Nate Smith. He had all the good shit, and so I would get, like, the factory nuts and everything. And, um, you're like, with nylocks, you're not supposed to use them twice. You're If you well, pull them the off the Guivo, that, you're supposed yeah. to put them back, put new ones back on. But it didn't have nylocks ones on there. Well, That's yeah, the someone blew it. Someone made a poor decision early on. Poor decision early on. Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll do that. I haven't touched the car. It's been sitting there. <laughs> I mean, obviously your shit was falling off. Like, it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, not totally. supposed to, like, have to go in and tighten it more. That's not a thing but he's there. saying that right. before no, I mean, I he thought... replaced it, it wasn't falling off. No, but he's it saying. He just replaced it. Yeah, he just tightened saying, it down. He's and... saying and someone had replaced it before. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying they, they weren't falling off without the nylon. Right, because, oh, they, yeah, because, yeah, they probably, yeah. because they had, like, thread locker. I mean, I'm sure thread locker will work as well. It'll do it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. Put that red on. Yeah, put the red on. And then you have to melt it off. Melt it off. Melt the Guivo off. Put yeah. the permanent one on there. No, I mean, I, I'll do it the right way. I mean, I'm down to put the, the Nylox ones. I'm just like, the car's parked, and I'm rolling in the 993, which is brutal. You know, it's such a shame. Um, it's it's um, such oh, an unpleasant you fuck, experience. You fucking <laughs> bent your little fucking stance life. Oh, fingers. yeah, project update. Bent oh, your dude, fucking yeah. body. So the, dude, at the track, holy shit. So, um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, my car's very low, but I actually have, like, my, my suspension's like at RS, like Euro RS spec, so it's very low, but, you know, these cars are designed to sit that way, so I technically have enough clearance, but I went and decided to off-road the fucking car at Laguna, and, uh, you know, there was like this gnarly divot, and I was turning into it, and like, I was going really slow, but it compressed the suspension enough that the fucking tire caught the lip on the front, because I have the rears rolled, but not the front, and... It just like pulled, it popped it down. Out. It yeah, pulled yeah, the so, fender lip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I haven't, I haven't messed with it. I actually been rolling like that with it, but um, I do need to fix that. So I'm just, I'm actually gonna heat it and then roll it, borrow like my buddy's fender roller. Um, and uh, I need to actually hit it uh, with like. I've done that before. It's happened to me before, and um, not on this car, but other cars. And you know, you hit it with like a, a rubber mallet a little bit and shape it, and then and then just roll it back up. And I guess at this point, it's time to just roll the front fenders and maybe get those three millimeter front spacers that I've been wanting to get. You must be losing sleep. Wait, all your three cars. millimeter front spacers? Wouldn't that space it out? Yeah, I would, but I'm gonna roll yeah. them. So, uh, so you just... need to add more camber. Camber, bro. Camber no. it, bro. <laughs> yeah, stance um, life. No, You're gonna no, go straight stance out. life soon enough. I know. I should just like slam it even lower and just fucking stretch the tires. No, you shouldn't. Oh, you know. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. That's all I got, man. Right. 
You know although, although I, actually, no, I do have to mention. That, I I don't know if Lane that, remembers this, what? but uh, I didn't notice. But um, when I rolled back, I had gone to the store in the morning uh, to get some shit, and then I came back to the campsite, and Lane was leaving, and uh, and Lane was staring at my rear quarter at the, on the nine nine three, and I was like talking to him. He was sitting in the nine four four. I was in nine. I was in the nine three, and we we're just talking like, all right, dude, later, whatever. And I noticed that you were staring at my rear quarter panel, and like when I got out of the car, I saw that there was like this streaked dirt all over the fucking car, and I guess. That's what you were staring at. Yeah, probably, but I don't even remember it. I don't know. It was, but yeah, the car is still as as is. It's it's pretty filthy. Nice. We had a nice little lineup there for sure. We had did a cool group of cars. We had like fifteen twenty people, and out of the cars, it was uh, so your nine forty four, mm-hmm. your brother's nine fourteen. We yep. had uh, Kyle and his thousand dollar E thirty six convertible. Which can we talk about? That was like the best bargain ever. Oh yeah, one hundred seventeen thousand miles on a red tan e36 convertible manual that needed a catalytic converter he did some other stuff he's, he's basically like 1800 the, in it he's like two grand yeah. tops and he drove the thing from san diego to laguna seca with the top down <laughs> so rad dude. solo Full sunburn from it solo top down red convertible yeah. across california i really really like that decision just Kyle. like the chase the charlie sheen movie exactly the and they're Same talking car. they're having like this long conversation the whole movie takes place during <laughs> yeah, yeah, the chase in the car yeah fuck that movie i, I love that well, movie christy I mean, swanson i mean she's good but yeah. you really fuck that movie <laughs> and it's, it's uh, horrible it's not Flea a horrible and movie and anthony kiedis and no, Henry dude, that's a good movie yeah it's oh, so God. great they I love flipped it. the bronco yeah monster truck monster truck <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like for me, it was all clueless. That's all I could think of. Like, uh, remember she used to drive that thing, and yeah. like they got freaked out because they were like merged onto the freeway. Wait, oh uh, um, yeah, but the main, what's her name, had a Jeep. The other chick oh, had yeah, one. Oh, the black chick had one. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, no, no doubt that that I'm great bargain and such a great experience to drive up the coast in that thing. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it's that's a great the car. thing for the bus. He's funny. He leaves the top down at night. Yeah, he puts the seats forward right. and then covers the back seats awesome. with a towel. <laughs> San Diego He doesn't style. care, dude. It's, yeah. it's a $1,000 car. Yeah. And then we had a Mark 7 GTI. We had Drew's Volvo V8 Volvo wagon. We had... Brad's, uh, uh, Brad's S6. Brad's S6. Which is a Mark II S6? I don't know. It's like the first S6. It is so the first. So like a UR S6. So yeah, it's like an, exactly like an S4, right? They're just yeah, like, exactly. Um, and then... Uh, Jonah's uh, GT3 RS. Yep. Um, Ruben's the, 964. Oh, yeah, and then Evita showed up for Evita's a second, right? Evita's Evo 6, six and a half. Tommy Mackinan edition. Tommy Mackinan. My E30. Yeah. Uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yep. Uh, Jeff Wise showed up in his Lotus 7. Yeah. And then uh, Jason Connor had the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Press car. 75th anniversary. 75th anniversary, which we talked about in the last podcast. Um, yeah, I was yeah, super it was stoked a... on the turnout. Everyone was, like, having a good time. Uh, just, it was great. I hope next year's even better. We'll get it even For more sure. Um, oh, I wanted so, to bring up... Well, our, wait. Uh, you guys are just going to skip me again for project updates? Oh, good. Uh, well, you didn't, you didn't speak you up. You even said, like, after two days. Yeah. And then well, you said, I, mean, I don't have... Prefacing. Yeah, you basically said you didn't have anything. I, you can roll the tape, Lane. I did not say that I didn't have any. I was <laughs> oh, just I'm building drama for the audience. <laughs> Look at this hipster. Uh-huh. Like, we have tape. <laughs> Seriously. Now he's shooting film. He's, he's like, shooting uh, film over the whole weekend. I want to Okay, bullshit. No, I, I need to use DWA right now. I actually kind of, like, need your guys' advice. And uh, so I have a small period of time. My parts are 
going to arrive tomorrow for the 190e i just added it up i have i could get by by replacing the left tie rod end or, or tie rod for 60 bucks basically there's other parts in the steering linkage that's bad but not critical. Yeah, there's all the stuff we talked about in the last podcast. Yeah, like the the control arms. And but when stuff. I start getting into it, like doing it right, where I'm satisfied, like you know, if you're doing the left, you might as well do the right. Then you might as well do the center link and all that shit. Uh, ball joints are bad, so you might as well do the arms. I end up at twelve hundred bucks. That's just parts or with just labor? parts. And then how much yeah. is labor? A lot. If I want to get like somebody else to bucks? do it, probably yeah. Wow. I, I, I'd have to 20, add that up. 2500 bucks there? On a 500 yeah. car. On sounds a 500 like, car. Yeah, sounds like do the minimal amount of work needed and put her up for sale. That's or kind, just that's do the kind of a big deal, drive it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Drive it and sell it. Yeah, I mean, ready. I don't know. It's like kind of a big question. Like, do the minimal and just keep driving it? Like, it does it? have bad ball joints. How many miles are on it? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Fucking. But it has a, a newer uh, 300e motor in oh, it. Oh right, it's not on an original motor. Um, if it was a special car or really clean or low mileage, yeah, or that's where you get something. into that. You get into that whole like, oh, it needs a, it could yeah, use a paint job. Like if it was a it, manual and it had like, yeah, I don't know, just something more. This is that whole dilemma of like n- the car not be wor- being worth you know investing all this money yeah. in right so yeah or is it right but uh, how often does that come around that it is worth it like, i think i don't know can, how often that is well it comes in it comes around a lot because if you buy like the cleanest one nine you know the one ninety you want like a sport line trim for five grand for and ha- i'm saying with a manual like yeah. sport line one with this you know whatever like or you know four grand you buy the cleanest one perfect paint and everything that car might be worth putting money into, yeah. but this car isn't because. But what if? So I paid five hundred dollars for it. I put a thousand in parts, and a thousand in labor. So that's twenty five in total. You could replace that car. I could. I could uh, sell it for twenty five hundred. I bet. Yeah. So I, think... I could be okay. I think. And the... if I were to do that, I could drive it for a little while. Or and you sell could it for just do the minimum, and you could sell it for. Okay. So then, what do I do though? Do that. I yeah, well, what car do I drive? Oh. I need to buy something then yep. to replace it. But we, this is what I, I look at it this way. Okay, you could sell the car for a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred. Yeah, after you fix the minimal shit. That's right. right. And you were gonna put a thousand or two thousand into it. So I mean, really, imagine your budget's like three grand. For I, a car. I absolutely. There's no question that the math works out better if I just replace the needy part and flip it. Yeah. And then, but what? But if, but see, I'm saying, if you like the 190e, you could buy a three thousand dollar 190e that's five times better than the one you have. Agreed. You could find a one owner low mileage 190e for three grand. If you like a 190e, I don't know. Can you? Yes. Yeah. All day. Long. In my opinion, like I would look at the what's available, and it would be very hard to find a great. 190e for like they would mostly be x factors like i have no idea what's going to go wrong i could pay three thousand and have to put another three thousand into it I mean, and then always, six grand into a 190e that's not worth it i mean there's the same that, boat you there know? is that manual for sale and it's been on craigslist forever a pretty good looking car 190e and i think they were asking 3500 bucks and it's been on craigslist for 
three months. But I don't know what's wrong with that one. Like there but is it was some, You have to admit that there's something to be said about like having driven it for a little bit. I understand roughly what I'm in for, you know? Oh, totally. And like I'm yeah. in for two two grand that I got to throw into it. Actually, there are other items that like it, it needs a rear axle as well. But here's the thing. So there's more there's actually more here's money Here's the thing month. like this is why you always start with the best car you can because yeah. your baseline is better, right? So, yeah, you have those things, but if you're you're not putting any money money, if you haven't already sunk a bunch of money into it, which you haven't, then you're in a good position to go and buy that other one for more so, money, and then later on you can put money into that when it needs it, and and buy a car that you know will be worth it because stuff's going to go wrong on these old cars, any right? Car. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You so just let's, have to let's fast forward this then because I'm totally on board. Like I understand. Like I, you know, I could maybe it wouldn't. I wouldn't be in a terrible spot if I did all this nice stuff like for the upgrades. I could be fine. I could drive it for a little while. Sure. I'm not. I'm not going to lose much, but uh, I totally understand that it's well, not going to make sense. You're going to so put miles on it, and you use it as the, a tool. It's not about how much it's worth at the end. It's just yeah. It's a consumable good, right? right. So that's what I would be you're doing. With making it, yeah. a car payment on that car, yeah. so you have to look at it that way. Like it's gonna. It's not going to gain value with this. These the stuff you're doing to it, really. Yeah. But you're going to have a car that runs that much longer, right? So Right. And so it's just whether or not the question is whether or not I would want to use it for yeah. that much longer. And are you willing Like if I'm going to spend a year in it, that yeah. would be worth it. And if you but it is it if you amortize that over a year I, say I think so. Say is that look at what you could buy for that much a month, right? I think the uh, bigger question is uh I think I think it, yeah. The bigger question is, would I want to stay in that car for a year? Yeah. Like, I think it, if I put the uh, two grand into it right now, it would be worth it over the year to have a yeah. nice driving car that I I'm satisfied with, like this front suspension's being done. Um, but the question of whether I can stand living with that car for a year is yeah. Would thing you rather be? And in I don't that, think I can. Would you rather be in that car or like a newer car? Or yeah. You know, would a you nicer, rather buy a, a new so car? So that's or? the intro to the big topic of to, what do I do to replace the Jetta? That's the original question, right? That mm-hmm. was like this was just a stopper car. Like yeah. I didn't, I I wasn't even considering like dropping a ton of money into the five hundred dollar car that I got. It's it, like ju- just because it's a it is kind car. of a, it's a throwaway car, and, but it but is it kind of cool. Out to be a kind of decent kind of a cool throwaway, car, yeah. throwaway car. So yeah. that makes it a little awkward. But the the original question still remains: like, what am I going to do for a commuter to replace the Jetta with your thirteen thousand five hundred dollars or whatever yeah. it is, plus the fifteen hundred you can get for the one ninety? Yeah, oh, that's true. And minus yeah. the money I owe on the Jetta still, which is seven thousand. Oh. oh wow! Because I took a loan out on the Jetta to buy the E thirty six M three. Oh. Okay. And then I didn't get very much back for the E36 M3. So, yeah, I mean, what, you know, so that's roughly, I don't know, call it five grand worth of funny money to be able to, like, work with with on a car plus whatever I want to make on payments, you know? Yeah. It's a big uh, question. Point, yeah, Subaru 2.5 RS. Hmm. Not a bad choice. That's a good place to park your money, uh, especially if you find a lower mileage one. Get one that has had the head gaskets replaced, and you're stoked. I mean, they're For super like reliable outside 40, of that. Miles I don't know. Again. Warren's cautions like yeah, really. Uh, is that where you want to be in a commuter at 35 years old, though? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I know what you're point. saying. I, I you're mean, saying. it's like, is that the car you want to drive over that hill in every day? In the cold and the well, hot. Avita the... was trying to it's talk perfect. him to 996s. Wait, wait, what? What, Art? 
Wait, what, what? Cold and the hot? It's perfect. It's all-wheel drive. It's a rattle I mean, can fucking no, penalty I'm, box. Yeah, come on, dude. I'm saying. How many? Of, how many? Of, how many have you guys driven? I've oh, driven two that of them generation. Actually, I've driven a I've bunch of that generation Subarus. I worked at a Subaru dealership. I wouldn't drive in a later one either. I mean, I'd fucking. Dude, I wouldn't. They're junk. I mean, a, a 2010 WRX yeah. is a piece of it's shit. It's like inside. you might as well drive a Honda Accord. A, a they're 1994. super simple interiors, but they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're fun cars. No, to drive I know, like, but that's my point. Art, it's saying, do you want to be in that as a commuter car? for for every day you know what i'm saying like so without the modern conveniences comfort. and comfort and you want uh, waftability and uh do you want to you know you kind of uh, there is that there's definitely you know and how how fast is that thing is it really the greatest uh car to go over 17 and and does it have the best brakes i mean i know a lot of supers i've driven of that era the brakes are really kind of poor um you know, how is, how is that? How's the crash safety? I mean, he's going to have a kid. Um, you know, how's all that stuff? Hey, so is this a, is that going to be serving that purpose? I thought the Jeep was kind of like the family mobile. I'm where, sure like, they're this... both family mobiles. I mean, Brian can answer, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, we I have the Jeep and, you know, as a second car, I figured I'm still going to be driving kids around, you know, um, but yeah, basically the role of the car that I'm buying is going to be a commuter, number one, and then also you know family on occasion sort of thing. But when I get home from work, we can take drive the Jeep, and that's going to cover all our family needs for sure. But there's always those. T- I mean, you're you're kidding yourself yeah. if you don't think you're going to. Right. I mean, I'm always driving the kids around yeah. in my car. Yeah. It's like I have my car, my wife has her car. But on I mean, I think I think it's my wife's car, for but. that. You, I mean, to, to back up art, like for that purpose, where it's like you know, just maybe twenty percent of the time it's family car. Yeah. Like uh, I, I think that a two point five RS would totally be safe enough, especially compared to. I mean, what am I comparing it to? A one ninety E. I mean, Subarus are pretty, pretty safe good. too. They're pretty yeah. gnarly. Like the and the. I th- I've always I think Art jumped to that for me because I've talked about that as You've a project car in the them, past. Yeah. I really like them, but I think that it it really is like the day to day commute, like spending so much time in it. And uh, I mean, I see that car as a super fun like weekend car where you build it, you like a rally rally, rally machine, car, yeah, yeah. Like you put the good suspension on it, and it's for fun in the back roads or rally cross or whatever. But uh, it, I am less enthusiastic about it as a daily. It, it seems like it would start feeling really old pretty quickly. Let me let me run one by you. I drove today. E thirty nine five forty I manual. So V eight. Not an M five. Not as expensive to yeah. get into, not expensive to fix. But good value. I mean, you're gonna kinda run into the same stuff you have with one I five forty I manual. Yeah. So sedan, nice interior. Yeah. Good options. Um, not very good gas mileage. Not great gas mileage. That's definitely true. But my commute's not in, far either. Yeah, so it's only 20 miles. When I add that up, like it may not be a huge don't factor. Don't you get into all that stuff with the, the V8, with the Vanos? And the, Some of it, but a lot of them have been kind of gone through, and it's at that next, like you kind of get it already uh, done. Second wave. Second so wave. So what, what year range is that? That's 2000, like, uh, yeah. 2001. Um, they also so made 15, a 15 years old. They made a 530. I mean, look at your 190. You were thinking of doing, you know, having that as your computer. Well, how much is an E39 540? Four grand. Oh, yeah. How about an E46 it's prob- M3? It's probably going to make more sense. Talked about that, too. Yeah, no. M3. Yeah. How about a ZHP 330i? It comes yeah, I a, think that that is one of the top contenders. Mm. comes with a killer shift knob. Yeah. yeah. Stock. Yeah. Stock. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. You I wouldn't guess, even yeah. have to buy it. I mean, and see what you guys are going for. I think here. if I mean, I'm... You want, 
Oh, go ahead. Jo- um, no, Frank. go for it, Art. I, I was just going to talk price range. Like, you know, I'm looking more like 10000 to fifteen, probably, yeah. you know? Well, that's right in the M3 I, territory. I, and I could get I could get a really nice 330 ZHP. Yeah. yeah, at least a 330. At least I don't a know if ZHP, but... I would get the nicest 330 Sport you could find. It doesn't have to be ZHP. Yeah, but then you're dealing with cooling system issues. It's basically the yeah. same E36 M3. M3, shit. Yeah. yeah. But you just deal with them, and they la- it lasts for seventy thousand miles, right? Yep. It's like yeah. it's just one of those like known. I mean, it's kind of like head gaskets on that RS, you know? Yeah, they there's vanos, miles. There's, yeah, cooling system. Like, I mean, it's just a big. I I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, I guess all cars have issues. I mean, we're talking yeah. head gaskets. Here that's the a thing. Car, I mean, right? so, every car has these things. So you guys will have a car that's nice to be in. There's other ways to slice it, too. I mean, you, you guys are all going to object, but like a newish Honda Fit. Oh, yeah. Geez. I don't think I'd want to spend. Go go to the RS, dude, if you want to be in that. that right, because you're talking the interior is so bad. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's like loud and, you know, like that's the thing. I mean, or like a newer Mazda 3 or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, they're really expensive, kind of. You can't, you're not get, that's what, it's hard to justify, like, what you get for your money when you look. He wants to go new and and do a crazy lease. You might as well just go brand new when you go with a car like that. Well, I could go e-golf. You could do that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's super high on the list. It's a very good idea. Yeah, e-golf is a really good idea. Here's the thing. Because that's almost like a free car, and you can and then you could buy something else. Well, here's the thing. I, I would really, I prefer, there's no hard restriction on it, but I prefer to just keep it down to two cars. I'm sold on continuing with the 69 Mercedes project. I really want to see that through. So that's one. I got a vintage car. It'll have a manual. That's great. Uh, this. So then I have one other spot to fill. E-Golf, is that really what I do? Or, you know, Evita was talking my ear off about the 996 this weekend. And that's like, absolutely, like I've been sending emails like, tell me again why the 996 won't work as a dad commuter car. And like, I've been thinking about it, but he had some decent arguments for how, you know, like... It's not really that expensive. Uh, it could totally be used as a commuter car if it's something that isn't going to lose a ton of value if you maintain it correctly, and it's going to be reliable if you do the maintenance up front. And so, like, if I look at those comparisons, like e-golf versus nine nine six, like, I don't know. It's kind of rad to be nine nine six guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, such yeah. a hard question. I mean, it is a hard commute question. Being only 40 miles a day, it opens up some of the you options. Can, you can do a lot of stuff. And it's where, not like you're doing your last job commute where you're on B roads in really yeah. windy, twisty shit. You're on a kind of like a highway. I mean, yeah. you're on a highway, but it's a 55 mile an hour right. speed limit with traffic for most of the time. That's that's one thing that I was going to mention about the fit, right? It's like, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's, it might be too slow. You you want maybe a little bit more power to actually do that commute because you're going to be doing 17, 17 right? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, the 2.5 RS, you're like borderline there. I mean, yeah, it's, and, and I, I think, you know, the key being here is like, I mean, as I know what Lane and what Warren are getting at here, and I think it's, you know, you want to be comfortable, you want to be insulated, you want to have, you know, these it, to be ultimately comfort comfortable, right? I mean, it's a commuter; it's it's not really serving any other purpose. But um, you've always wanted a two point five RS. You're in a position to do so. I think it's time for you to go and check some out. I mean, I I I think you can't really just dismiss it until you've actually driven it and like to then determine is it too tinny, is it too whatever. I think that's fair. 
I mean, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's actually, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an early nineties fucking, you know, I mean, it feels like an early nineties cause that's when they started. It's economy, like, car. Like, economy car. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it, but I mean, it, you know, you can have functioning a AC and a heater and a stereo. Like, I mean, and, I don't know what other comforts you need. And let's I mean, be honest, my standards are pretty low. So they're really low. Uh, how about this? SC 300. Before we go to SC300, which is an interesting idea, <laughs> uh, I mean, the Subaru does scare me though. Like, it's just that weird, the head gasket thing, like, that might bug me out. Fucking like, terrible. I just two don't really them. like working on those motors. Say? There's two of them. <laughs> yeah. Don't. That's um, why you gotta find one that's already been replaced. And a lot of yeah. them have been. For... And, and my whole thing with the GCH chassis was to do the STI swap. And I think mm-hmm. that probably is not reasonable. At this juncture. Yeah, I think one thing you don't want is you're getting into with a lot of this stuff is it goes against that kind of everything we're talking about, but you don't want to be having to watch the temperature gauge the whole time you're driving. <laughs> yeah. You know, like sure. that's the thing with, you know, you want to get a car where you know it's going to start every time. It's not going to overheat. It's not going to have issues. You know, it's going to have good AC. It's this gonna... takes me back to a Lexus SC300. So which model was that? That was the, yeah, the made, coupe. It's a coupe. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a straight six out of the Supra. Um, it's the JJ's, Jay-Z. Don't Jay-Z, you dare. When, what, Jay-Z, well, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. What, what year range was that? Uh, like 90, late 90s. 95 through 2000. Yeah. They're great. They're good looking. Little, they make they're the, good looking the, car. the later style has like kind of decent air dam uh, fog light situation going on. Um, just really quiet. They never made car. a manual, right? They did. Because I know people put manuals in them. Well, they a put lot. manuals in them from other cars from because they're hard to stuff. find. But yeah. there was SC300 manuals, mm. but they're fairly expensive because everyone trips yeah. them and does stupid shit. Yeah, and they turbocharge them and get the yeah. thousand horsepower. Because they basically make it a Supra yeah. GT. Yeah. It's like a GT car. Pretty rad. Um, but solid feeling, quiet, uh, affordable. Not a lot of scary issues. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have timing it, belt? It feels kind of old, though, too. Like, I mean, I think it's kind yeah, of... It it's I'm unconventional still... to have... Like, so I, I feel like there's a few different ways you can go. Like, for the right sports car or interesting enough car, I'd go old. If there's enough of an enthusiast base, parts are very easily available. There's a lot of expertise in the local community. I would go old for that reason. But... uh or if there was like super comfort or something like some of the Mercedes, the big Mercedes I, that I was talking about, but, but I would the argue Lexus that this is like I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm well, not sure it's worth it to go old for that. Well, that is that's like the heyday of Lexus, yeah. right? So yeah, it's yeah, I definitely mean, like the pinnacle of their their. They are. I mean, you know, it's interesting that I would have to start drifting. Yeah, but you know, maybe that could be fun. And I'm not even saying that you should find a manual because. No, no, I think an automatic would be totally fine for my commute. Exactly. I think it would probably be better. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. And you can have your fun car. You get your freaking Mercedes going, and that's your you know, your little rally car. But when you're stuck in traffic in Los Gatos and it's 98 degrees yeah. and you don't, fuck it, just cruise, you know? I don't know. What What would be the reasonable choice to do? Like, if I, if I just, like, documented what the average person would do, they what they'd buy like a three year old Toyota Corolla or you'd something. You'd buy like an oh oh six. You'd buy an uh, uh twenty ten Honda Accord or something. Yeah, or like yeah. a a used ES three hundred Lexus or ES three thirty. You could buy an IS yeah. two hundred. But I mean, then you're getting manual. into like this boring appliance. Yeah, that nobody that I don't really want to work on, yeah. and nobody else probably really. But you is. never have to work on it. That's the yeah. thing. Well, yeah. you do though, I as know. we've learned, I right? Know. Like, but yeah. it's all just made with the TSX. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. So, 
w- one thing that would be like the, and I know that we could talk, I could talk about this for a long time and I'm not going to try to take over the entire podcast, but, uh, the, the really awesome thing would be if I could find a car that was a, actually appreciating somehow wasn't losing value so I but, could drive it and it was still appreciating. But the whole thing is, is you're going to be putting miles on it and you might find a car that depreciates less than most, but I doubt you'll find something that is appreciating that you can commute in. cars that appreciate are old-ass cars. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Or very special. When you're commuting, Rare. and I don't have enough money for that, and, probably. No, Your and if you're commuting 40 miles a day, you don't want something that's doing that. No, that's you feel bad. Too, you're yeah. like, fuck, I'm yeah. like that. You saw that uh, RS America or what was it? Yeah. And it's all dirty and shitty, and you're like, is oh, art still there? Did we lose art? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyways, you probably like eventually you're thinking like, fuck, what am I doing to this car? It's it's like too nice to be driving it in yeah. 17 traffic and yeah. on rainy, shitty days and bad drivers around you. This is a it's a it's this is like the ultimate dilemma, and I'm going to be in the same position as you too. Yeah. So I'm just listening to all this and kind of like think, but my commute's uh, Wait, three times as long. Yeah. So my stand, my kind of everything's a little bit different, right? Like, because yeah. I have to, I have to know that I can put that many miles on the car. Yeah. Um. So I have to look at it as more. I like every car I buy, I have to look at it as a total like disposable thing almost. Right. Because I'm putting so many miles on it, it's just like I'm not going to be able to keep that car forever. Like I I I've had thoughts about nine nine six for commuting. I'm like, but dude, the car would just be toast in two years. Yeah, or three years. You know, I'd have too many. Mo- it would it'd be gone. Yeah, and it'd be expensive to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. So as I much need- as you want to say they're not, they're yeah. parts well, are expensive. And same with E forty six M three. Like that would be a rad one too. But I can't. If that's not viable, you know. If I'm putting thirty five thousand miles on it a year. Yeah. Just I can't do that, you know? You almost want just an appliance that you can beat the shit out of that is still sort of fun. I know. Which and that's is what you what, thought you did with which the TSX. Which is a TSX kinda of, I mean it's yeah. still kinda of fun. You know, whatever. It's all right. What it's like a three thirty. Or an FRS. That's not a I was looking at those when I mean I, and that's rear wheel drive too. Right. Um that could be a fun little thing. Or a mini S two thousand. I don't know. S two thousand kinda of beat you up, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Like really bad. Oh, so before we get to trivia, yeah. I wanted to mention the Land Rover driving school that I did. Oh yeah. Or oh, the yeah. experience. Didn't... Land Rover experience. Yes. We oh, never yeah. talked about That's it. That's right. That was in uh, Carmel Valley or something? Yeah, at uh, Quail. Yeah. At the Quail Quail Lodge. Yes. So our buddy Charles brought bought a 2012 Land Rover LR4. He did his research, I guess, because he bought the last of the V8s, and it, his is like the heavy-duty package with a locking rear diff, locking center diff, no running boards. Like in his year. Okay. So it has like the most ground clearance. It's the most capable off-roader. He goes like fishing a lot and does his hunting and stuff like that. So Isn't he moving to New York City? And now City? he's moving to New York. So they're out in Manhattan. They're moving to Manhattan. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, but so he, he was doing this uh, Land Rover owner experience. So I went with him down to Carmel, Quail. Yes, Quail, you mentioned it, Quail Lodge. And uh, they have 200 acres behind Quail. There. Yeah. So it's all in the woods, trees, paths, you know, all these trails. They have like a little quarry back there. I mean, it's, you know, it's all man, man-made trails with 
undulating surfaces and yes. you know off-roading all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, all right heard, I, I won't talk about it what do you want me to say continue undulating. but um <laughs> i don't know what to say now i just Were picturing i'm picturing stickers on the back of off-road vehicles that says like undulating enthusiasts or something <laughs> so basically there was a bunch of spotters on the road the videos there's, look really cool. There's a cool. bunch of spotters walking with you, mm-hmm. and they're telling you where to go and kind of, you know, guiding you around, uh, supposedly teaching you something, but really you didn't was learn there anything, anything. Sketchy, where you're like, oh fuck, this is going to be gnarly. You were impressed. I mean, it was kind of boring at times because we were like sitting in a parking lot, essentially. Like you're you're in line. Yeah. You know, you're on this like drive going two miles an hour with a bunch of other people with a bunch of other people you, you split up into different groups so anything had, new or like uh, anything really old nothing old we had we probably had like the oldest car out okay. there there might have been like a 2010 uh range rover how about an evoke convertible there was an evoke no convertibles uh, and a, or evoke day? wasn't in our group because i think we were a little more of the capable group or something right but there was a lot of range rover sports mm-hmm. like the car in front of us is a range rover sport like brand new yeah um what the big package i forget the 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 fancy package they have but you know hundred and ten thousand dollar range over sport yeah hse no it's above that so uh, it's the hse and then it's the autobiography oh wow <laughs> really yeah, so I I autobiography I mean, yeah you guys brought up the the evoke convertible um so i guess it's still off-road capable does that thing have like a pop-up roll bar or some shit like oh, i'm I mean, sure it does i think yeah. doesn't every convertible have a pop-up roll bar oh, yeah these days? Probably good, good question, i think though. it's mandatory oh really i mean i know even 996s do um e46s do Oh. It's a funky car. I think the Murano Cross Cab is more common than And there are Evo two doors, right? Convertible, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Funky ass car. So so yeah, we're cruising along and uh it, like the, the you know, there'd be a big hill and the Ranger of Sport in front of us would be they'd be yelling out more throttle, more throttle, gun it, you know, and they'd be kinda like peeling out and the, you'd hear the engine huh. going, the V eight kinda ripping. Maybe they maybe they don't even have a V eight. But it sounded pretty good. Yeah. And uh and then we come we're next and we just like slow and steady up. Because his car has all is like way more capable. Right. And then our car they go over you know, we go over this like kinda gnarly area where your front wheel drops way down, your rear picks up like four feet in the air three feet in the air or something. And the guy's, you know, yelling to everyone, okay, because half the people get out and watch and stuff. He's like, all right, this car, you know, he's like, this is my favorite one. This is the whatever. He's like, so we're going to take him on the most aggressive route, you know. So Talking about you guys. About Charles's car, yeah. yeah. So Charles was driving to that point. And then, um, like, I was, I drove for half, and we were driving to this one part, and they put they the Ranger Sport in front of us, like, Kind of they they detour him down into the gully and then up and us he just goes straight ahead you know right straight ahead (laughs) yeah and I'm like okay (laughs) and then he actually had to put a rock under the the one the rear tire no way so that it wouldn't scrape so it wouldn't bottom out right right but uh yeah there was some cool stuff and I think if if you went on this trail by yourself like if I did I'd be like I'm not fuck we were to turn around right we were to find a place to turn around like. We can't go over even the little, 
like the whoopty whoops kind of things. You'd yeah. be like, "Fuck, I'm not going in that. Yeah, That'll destroy my car." Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's super hard to know the limits of exactly. like what these newer cars will do because you, yeah. you know, you don't know. The only way you're going to find out is by going past. Yeah, and you don't want to fuck up your new car. But that's a great thing about this kind of event is that they know telling exactly. People, it's yeah. like, see, you can do that shit. It's yeah. so yeah. funny because people have such false confidence, probably. And they <laughs> all they're all talking about how great their cars are, and then they're talking about. You know, and then Charles on the way there, the the car is just howling like wind is just <laughs> howling by the car. I'm like, what is wrong with this thing, dude? It's so loud. He goes, yeah, I brought it in because it's so loud. And they said everything checks up to spec. Everything's wow. up to spec. So he said he said he's gonna get some silicone and try and like like fill it because he put some tape on the <laughs> A pillar and it and it Got totally better. solved it. <laughs> Dude, wow. I mean, but but that being said, like, are they as capable off road as they make them to be? Or make uh, them out to be? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it seemed super capable in this situation. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to compare against like, you yeah, know, competition. And then they have hill descent only... and all that stuff. I mean, you're going oh, down sand. a hill at two miles an hour. It's more than anybody. Ruts. Mud and ruts is and what the we're cactus in. button. Yeah, <laughs> more than anyone would need. It it's seems definitely like capable. It. Dude, oh, yeah. it's super yeah. capable. Yeah. yeah. But I think you could do the same thing with a new Land Cruiser. Oh, I'm sure you right. Could. The Land Cruisers yeah. are super capable sure. as well. Yeah. yeah, but maybe not a Ford Explorer because no, they don't have not. they yeah. don't have the right overhangs and ground look clearance. Exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Your picture. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. which everyone thought because yeah. they were made made by the same designer or Ford owned Jaguar. I'm yeah, like, well, fuck, terrible. Audi doesn't look like Porsche or yeah. you know like none of these other. They do kind of look like VW. Who it does? Audis, sometimes. Yeah. Some generations. Uh, I don't know. But they don't have, like, exact styling cues. Like, no one copies, you know what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. BMW and Rover were owned, they didn't have, like, the same... Like, they yeah. do efforts to keep them different, even yeah. though they share yeah. chassis yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. Anyways. That's cool. Anywho. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, Brian, can you do the honors? It's trivia time. So, uh, one of our favorite cars from the weekend was the Mazda Crazy 787B. Is that correct? I think I it was no a 767. Idea. 767. Yeah. And this wasn't the famous one. That they, but won they Lamar. had a 787 there. It was a reproduction yeah. or something. It was like a clone or yeah. something. Um, the only Japanese car to win Le Mans. And the only rotary to win Le Mans, they, probably, I'm sure. Then they... <laughs> they Banned rotaries after. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, did they ban them? It's like Quattro. I was looking at the little facts on the bridges at Laguna Seca, and it's all Mazda stuff, yeah. and that was one of the things. Last interesting Asian car company or something they said. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, those things sounded really good. There was by far the most unique sounding car there, and it sounded actually good. Like it was where crazy. Our early RX7 race cars like so terrible. awful. So yeah, this annoying. thing sounded like a banshee whale with crazy backfire and just yeah. it was awesome yeah uh, it was cool sounded great so very successful car that 787 winning Le Mans. what year was that like 89 i think it was 90 something okay. like that um and it raced the whole season how many total wins seven art hmm. i don't know how many races there are yeah. 12 probably like 25 ish races oh 25 oh. interesting uh, but it only won Lamar, so I mean, we don't know. I mean, it could maybe it didn't win any. Fuck, let's say it won one. Lane, yeah, because it didn't. Did it win? We don't know if it won like Sebring or any of the other big ones. And huh? I can't even tell you which races it was uh, involved in. 
Shoot. Yeah, it's like that Dominate, big endurance, or endurance it, global series or whatever. Cruise. I'm going to say it was dominant. I'm going to say it won 15. Art nailed it. It only won Le Mans. It, it was an nice. unreliable car. So it was figured just, it out. It was just lucky at Le Mans. I think or? they had good drivers and they kind of figured out their scene. And that was but, probably their focus. So it, the only race that won that year, this this car that's so famous and important for Mazda, yeah. was that race. But you know what? That's the race you want to win. It's like, and is that the only time they ever won Le Mans? Uh, yeah. So it's that's the only the Japanese, only Japanese car win ever, ever. ever. Yep. And Toyota was a fucking what? Uh, five minutes yeah. from winning. So wasn't I thought. I wasn't Nissan kind of dominant for a few years so or something. They had some crazy ass cars, right? Yeah. What was that one that was in Gran Turismo that you could race? It was like the baddest, oh, yeah. you know, R ninety two or something. Yeah, like exactly. That, that yeah. red, uh, reddish black one. Did they yeah. just never win Le Mans? But they were a good. They were probably a good car. That could and, be. And it just shows you how hard it is to win that damn race. I remember what was that? What was the nine six two? It won like four years in a row or something oh, like that. God. What a dominant fucking thing. Like that one at Canepa, right? The, yeah. uh, the one owned by Hotchkiss Brothers, the purple one, the wind car. Yeah. And it says uh, on their Wikipedia page for that 787 that uh, the transmission is a Porsche. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So it's probably, I mean, it's around that era, you know, 962 yeah. era. So huh. anyways, I thought that was interesting. I always just thought of that car as being this... You know, super important, like all conquering thing, mm-hmm. and it's, it definitely won that race. But yeah, that was it. I can't even remember. And so, and it actually won because the the car that was leading broke down, right? Like, oh, so is it, that that's? Yeah, but was, I was just gonna say but that's I mean, the that's, important that's detail. The, but that's racing. racing. I yeah, know, yeah, but sure. it definitely is different when you're like leading the whole way versus sure. sure. Which but almost never happens. You got to right. finish first. You must first finish. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. So I, that's because I heard the word dominant thrown around. So, I mean, it definitely wasn't even dominant in the race. It was up there. Right. But it, 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 it finished, you know, it finished. It's, <laughs> it's fair point. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Well, shit. I think that is a podcast. That is Sounds like a podcast. Uh, feel free to send us some questions on our Instagram. If you ever want us to talk about something on the podcast, if you have any gripes. Yeah. If you think uh, you think Warren's an idiot, yeah. If you think I'm an idiot, or if Art needs to talk more, or if you uh, love RWB, yep. Oh yeah, send your complaints to Lane Skelton. No wait, Lane at drivingawesome dot com. Liberty Walk. Did you see that? Some people were all offended. I loved it. I got some yeah, reactions. That was oh really? Funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, it did get a lot of reactions. Hmm. Reactions, and then uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, tell a friend about it. Uh, you can still buy stuff on Amazon through our click through the banner on our website. <laughs> it, it's kind of a hidden banner. Yeah. It's on the links or friends page. <laughs> um, we have some friends, heel and toe apparel. I'm wa- I'm watching, I'm looking at the shirt Warren's wearing right now. Wearing it. Check them out. Currently. They have some cool stuff. Uh, Camden tub podcast, our friends, Brad and. Oh, that Jason. Yeah, listen to Jason Cam. Rant, rant and Rave. I'm sure he's just going And crazy. then, uh, oh, Slip Angle. All our boys. Okay. What? Nothing. Warren just thinks you're going <laughs> too far listing everybody we know. Oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're pimping our friends. Shout out to Magnus Walker. AutoWorksDetailing.com. Hit up Kevin for a detail. BRZO app. Yep. Rod Emery. He's one of the best. Kevin, if you're listening, guys. I got, I got two cars detailed recently and, for the uh, price of one. These guys were saying that I should have hit you up. So let me know if you want to come to Santa Cruz. He okay. does. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Later. 
going up our You can roll the tape, Lane. I did not say that I didn't have any. I was just oh, building goodness. drama for the audience. Look at this hipster. Oh. Like, we have tape. <laughs>